Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. The last U.S. troops left Afghanistan Monday, ending a 20-year war. About 122,000 Afghan allies and Americans were evacuated before the midnight deadline, and more than 3,000 people escaped with help from a San Diego-based team called Hashtag Afghan Evac. Hashtag Afghan Evac formed to help people leave the country when the Afghan government collapsed and the Taliban took over. The team includes veterans, active duty military, elected officials, and civilians. Locally, it was led by veterans Sean Van Diver and Matt Mikowski. Military reporter Andrew Dyer and I met the team at their downtown headquarters Friday, where we spoke to an Afghan interpreter named Assad, who left the country last week with help from the operation. Here's Assad on his evacuation. I like I contacted like I was in contact with Matt and Sean and they were trying really hard to get us inside the airport. Uh, but the only issue was that we couldn't get inside the airport because of the crowd. I had like my green cards and everything and there was no issue for me like the I could get to the military plane but the the main problem was how to get inside the airport. It was super crowded and people were pushing each other. So I tried uh, two days uh, in a row to get, so just, I tried myself to go inside and then talk to the Marine guys and tell them that I have a family of sight and I want to bring them in. If you guys can find me a way so I can bring my family in. So on the first day we went there like uh, four in the morning and I came back like eight at night. I couldn't even get like uh, to the to talk to the marine, and then the second day I went like even earlier. Maybe I think it was uh, three o'clock uh, at, at night, and I just uh, <clears throat> uh, keep my family with my brother away from the crowd, and I tried to go inside the crowd. It was like took me four or five hours to get to the front and talk to the marine, and. Then I saw like one of my friends that he was an interpreter and he was like helping the Marines to call on the loudspeaker and telling the people to stay away from the gate or if they don't have any documents like visa, passports, uh, they should not come to the gate. <clears throat> so when I saw uh, and he recognized me, so the, he told the Marine that uh, if you can let him to come forward. So he pointed towards me. Uh, then the people in front of me, they just left uh, away from me because they knew that uh, they were calling him. Then I spoke to the Marines and I spoke to my friend and I told them that uh, I have my wives and my kids sitting outside if you guys can find a way. Then there was like Afghan soldier outside. So they helped me like to bring my family and my kids through the crowd and my brother's family and my brother. So we all made it inside and we were, we waited there like for 24 hours uh, to, so they could put a rest band uh, that they manifest you for the flight. And then another 24 hours uh, just to get on the flight to Qatar. And I think it was like, uh, uh, Unless it was like 18 or 17 hours that we waited in Qatar. And then from Qatar, we came to uh, Bulgaria. 
uh, we stayed there like for three hours uh, in the plane. So they told us that we just refuel and then we will go to Germany. Uh, we came to Germany and they told us that we have like to stay here like four or five hours. And they took us to a terminal where we stayed there just to relax. And then they took us back to the plane. And we came to uh, Dallas, Virginia. Uh, uh, when the plane landed, I think we were uh, five or six hours we were waiting in the plane. I, I don't know that the people outside were not ready or it was not. We got there like midnight uh, and we got out of the plane in the morning around, I think it was 7.30 or 8. Uh, then they took everybody through immigration and then we did the COVID test and then they took everybody to a temporary camp. Uh, since I had all my documents and green cards and anything, and, uh, I didn't have to go to the camp. So they told me that uh, you're good to go. And I told, I asked them about the flight that they said that uh, the only way that we can arrange your flight if you can go to the camp, to the Texas. But since you have already have your green card and your brother has visa, so that's not something that we can help you. And then I asked them that for the transportation, that if can someone provide me because there were 12 of us, I told him that if I call Uber or taxi, we are not gonna fit in the in one car. But uh, that wasn't their fault because they were working on something else and that's not, some, not something that they were working on it. Then there was a kind lady who was working in uh, uh, there, so she drove us in her personal car to the uh, to the hotel. Uh, she made two trips and we stayed uh, one night in a hotel and then Sean arranges a flight to come back to San Diego. We asked Assad if he was disappointed with the U.S. government for the way things had gone down. Well, uh, like uh, nobody is disappointed. Like I'm not disappointed with the U.S. government, but because uh, it's out of their control because there is no U.S. Uh, soldiers outside the airport and there is no Afghan soldiers outside the airport. So if you go to Kabul right now, so there is no system, no government in Kabul. So you see the Taliban folks, they just uh, in the government facilities, you don't see many of them like on the streets. So you just on the first day, like, uh, there was no like traffic police, so you would see the Taliban guy like uh, guiding the traffics because there is no street lights in Kabul. So there is uh, usually a traffic person standing on the traffic light and they just uh, guiding or leaving the traffic turn by turn, like from this side to that side. But the main issue, like everybody is trying to leave Afghanistan because uh, they they know that uh, they have fear that what's going to come next in Afghanistan. They are worried about their families. They are worried about their loved ones. So even though they haven't worked with Americans or with Afghan government, they still have fear that they might get killed uh, because uh, there is a lot of things happened in Afghanistan in the past, like with Soviet unions or even the Taliban came uh, first to Afghanistan. They killed a lot of people. They took away the 
people's properties, their cars or their businesses. And now everybody has fear and everybody is just letting everything outside and they're just trying to go to the airport and leave Afghanistan. Here's what Assad said about trying to get more of his family out. Yeah, like uh, I have brothers uh, in Afghanistan. So Afghanistan is a kind of country that uh, even like if they didn't work, they worked with the military, but they just did the labor job or stuff like this. So they don't have documents at that time. They were not qualified to apply for the visa. But since I worked for the military for 10 years, so they are definitely at risk. And and the area that we live, the Urgun, is where lucky is live. So that's a small town. Everybody knows each other. The family know each other that this family was working for military. This family was working for the government. So that's a tradition that they go after your family. That's not even uh, with the... The Taliban, it's also like if somebody wants to take a revenge from you so they can take it from your brother or from your sister. Or from a, it's a tradition in Afghanistan, but especially Taliban are very keen about that and they do that. Like even if they find your brother, your father, even your cousin, uh, they will go after it. And finally, I asked if there was anything he wanted to add. Well, uh, it's a very difficult time for the Afghan people. Uh, the, uh, you can feel that those people, when you're there, uh, it's different in the, in the media. But when you're in Afghanistan, you see like tears in everybody's eyes. Everybody is scared. Everybody is trying to leave Afghanistan. Uh, all the families, everybody, like, they have fear that what's going to come next because they have seen this, they have witnessed this just like during the Taliban regime, during Soviet Union, that their families were killed, their kids were killed. So they have the same fear that if the, uh, the fight start again between the Taliban and there are like uh, the Northern Airlines, which is called Panjshir, so they don't want to surrender to the Taliban. So they might start like fighting each other. And, and this will be like, there's too many families in Kabul. So everybody is worried about their families, that their family might get killed uh, during the fighting. Or they, like even the Taliban said that they forgave every, everyone, but nobody trusts them. Because they have witnessed the, they have seen what they, they did like. Uh, when they, they were there was Taliban regime in Afghanistan. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We'll have more stories from Afghans who fled the country in coming days, and you can find more coverage online at sandiegouniontribune.com. Thanks for listening.